Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. If you or someone you know is a senior or anyone else who is liable to fall, you're going to love this program because we're going to try to keep you standing on your two feet. I'm Ron Aaron. Welcome. Welcome to Docs in a Pod. Delighted to have you with us. And we'd like to introduce our very special co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. She is a doctor of osteopathy and associate medical director at WellMed. She oversees several large clinics in the OptumCare in North Texas region in the southern sector of that region. Yes. Dr. Perry earned her undergraduate degree from Prairie View A&M University, then went on to graduate from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, where she was National Health Service Corps Scholar. Next, she completed her family medicine residency at Methodist Charlton Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. Dr. Perry is board certified by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Physicians, and she subsequently earned a master's in public health with an emphasis in health management and policy at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. She is board certified in obesity medicine, and we are delighted to have her with us again as our co-host on Docs in a Pod. Dr. Perry, it is great to be with you again. Thanks, Ron. It's great to be with you guys, too. And I am so excited for today's topic. Uberly important. I think, you know, we get so fascinated on high blood pressure, hypertension. It's the little things in life that really make life better. So well, we're going to introduce excited. our guest when yes. it comes to those things in life that can make our life better. Fall prevention, staying strong and steady with us is Tara Kalis. She is a master's in science a nurse practitioner at WellMed at Landa Lakes in Landa Lakes, Florida, earned her master's degree in nursing from the University of South Florida College of Nursing in Tampa. She also earned her master's degree in business administration from the University of Dallas Graduate School of Management in Irving, Texas, and she is board certified as a nurse practitioner. And uh, Tara Kalis, great to have you on again. Last time we talked about sun and the risk of overexposure to sun. This is an important topic as well. Why did you want to talk about falls? Thank you for having me on the program. I wanted to talk about falls because first of all, September is fall prevention month. And primarily um, because a lot of the patients I see are seniors and fall prevention is a huge topic with all of my patients and it has some big implications for, for possible hospitalizations and ER visits. Well, we know that uh, of those who are 65 and over who may fall and break a hip, 50% of those folks never get out of the hospital alive. So uh, we may not think of falls as serious. I gather they are. They're very serious. Um, one out of four people over the age of 65 falls per year. And many of the patients that do have falls never tell us about it. So it's really something that we as clinicians need to bring up with our patients in order to let them know that we're concerned about that, that there are certain things that put them at higher risk for falls, and then discuss strategies of how to prevent those falls. 
Dr. Perry, I suspect your patients don't always tell you because they're embarrassed. Absolutely. They do not. And like Tara was telling us, the impact of falls is, is probably greater than most of us realize. In 2019, there were 3 million ER visits due to falls in seniors, 3 million. That's a big number. It's a huge number. So Tara, what's the reason we fall? Well, there are a lot of reasons why we fall. Um, a lot of our seniors have weakness related to um, different conditions they have. A lot of seniors have vision problems that maybe they're not correcting for. Um, a lot of the seniors also have homes that may be not suited to their mobility concerns. Maybe they have stairs or their homes are in a state of disrepair. Plus, a lot of the things that contribute to falls are medicines that people take. And these medicines can be things that people have been on for years that have, have not caused any problems previously, but are now more of a concern as they get older. I want to come back to that in just a minute. That's a really important point. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. If you've just joined us, we're happy to have you on board. We come to you uh, every week bringing information and all kinds of facts and figures, especially for those 65 and over. But all kinds of folks need to pay attention to the kind of information we deliver to you. At least we hope you do. I want to take just a minute to wish a warm welcome to the newest Texas clinic to join the growing WellMed family. We're talking about WellMed at McKinney North in McKinney, Texas. Dr. Jeffrey Dorge serves patients at that WellMed at McKinney North Clinic. The new clinic joins WellMed's network of more than 16,000 doctor's offices in Texas and Florida. Put your hands together and welcome Dr. Jeffrey George. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you on board Docs in a Pod. Our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry is with us and we're talking with Tara Kalis. She is a nurse practitioner at the WellMed Clinic in Land O'Lakes, Florida. And I wanna come back to something you just said, Tara. You may be on a medication for a long time. Let, let's take, for example, uh, a medication designed to deal with uh, all kinds of heart issues, or uh, perhaps you're on something that deals with pain. You haven't seemed to have a problem with it. What you're suggesting is over time you may? Yes. Um, sometimes people have been on a certain regimen for their blood pressure, and perhaps they don't realize that their blood pressure medications need to be adjusted. Perhaps their blood pressure is running too high or too low and it's making them lightheaded or dizzy that can increase their falls. Um, a lot of patients also take sedatives. They've been on sedatives for insomnia for years and years. And a lot of those medications, people get in the habit of taking every single night. But as we get older, we can have a little more um, confusion with taking certain medications. So this, I've had this conversation many times just this week with my patients. You know, These medications you know, can sometimes be weaned down or adjusted for the um, older person. 
Absolutely. And I think it, it's important to realize that a lot of times our seniors in the general population will think that all over-the-counter medicines are benign. And that's why there's always a little disclaimer that says discuss with your physician first, because medicines like antihistamines for your allergies, especially in the senior population, can make you a little loopy or sleepy that can lead to falls. In fact, Benadryl is high on that list, right? Yes, Benadryl is very high on that list. And we use it all the time for allergies, sleep, at least the general population does. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, and then there are a lot of other things that our elderly patients deal with um, balance problems. So every time somebody comes into an appointment, we should not just do the visit sitting down with them, but have them get up, watch them walk, see how they move around. Um, do they need an assistive device like a cane or a walker? Um, oftentimes people don't want to bring up the fact that they need those things. So we as the clinician need to discuss the options with our patients and let them know that we'll support them, we can place orders for them. Um, and the other thing is a lot of the patients have close calls with falls and those aren't even discussed. So Say that again, have what? Have close calls. They might have almost fallen. So you trip, but don't fall. Right. So those are those are good points of discussion because, you know, hey, you, you almost tripped on your stairs. Well, let's prevent a real fall so that that doesn't become something serious like a broken hip. That's an interesting point. Dr. Perry, uh, most of us are, are under, I guess, a misperception that, for example, low blood pressure is a good thing. Well, if your pressure is too low, it can also it can cause you to be unsteady and make you prone to falling. You know, you have to have enough pressure to perfuse your brain, your heart, your lungs. And if you don't, um, you definitely will feel off kilter. So like, like Tara says, it's important that you discuss, go to your doctor on a regular basis, discuss your medications. And anytime that you start to have any symptoms like, hey, doc, every time I take my blood pressure medicine, I feel a little dizzy. The same thing happened to my own mother. So, you know, I had really honed in about her losing weight, exercising, doing the right thing. And she absolutely did that. But I didn't do the right thing um, by adjusting her medications accordingly when she changed her lifestyle. And she said, every time I take this metoprolol, I get a little dizzy. I feel like I'm going to fall down. And sure enough, we, we decreased it and symptoms went away. Wow. There's one other thing I, I, I think, Tara, that uh, most people not, may not be aware of. Uh, and that is uh, physicians often tell me, if you've fallen once, odds are you will fall again. Yes, that's a, that's a very good point because one fall puts you at a huge risk of the subsequent fall. And People tend to get afraid of falling again, which then causes them to do less activity, which weakens them and then puts them at even higher risk of falling. So this is all a cascade into higher risk. Talk to us a little bit, if you don't mind, about how to fall proof your home. What are uh, some of the issues from that little kitty cat that gets in your way and a whole lot more? So. Um, one of, the, one of the things that um, a lot of doctors and other practitioners are doing now is 
actually going to the home to visit the patient to see what it actually looks like. But just at a, you know, a very um, basic level, getting a good home evaluation, maybe through home health um, or just a family member that can look at, are the walkways clear? Are there any loose rugs that people could trip on? Um, are there some repairs that can be made, some safety equipment installed in the bathroom? Um, and then looking at, is there proper lighting? Are the walkways lit? Do people have night lights? Are they equipped with flashlights in case the power goes out? And then also looking at um, different types of footwear, shoes, are people wearing things that will prevent them from actually slipping? If anybody's ever been in the hospital, they know that they're given the non-slip socks because that can, that can at the very least give you a very firm footing. I also understand muscle memory plays a role. Steps, for example, are, are, are an ordinary height, always the same. And when they're not, they can cause a problem. I, I'll give you an example. I, I visit a local store not far from where I live, and I can't tell you how many times I've said to the proprietor, I'm going to kill myself walking in or out of this doorway uh, because it is an odd step. It's not something you expect. Yes. That is, that is absolutely true. Um, and even in your own home, if you have something that's not repaired, if there's a step that's uneven, the next time you go down that flight of stairs, you might trip because you're expecting that stair to be in a certain location. And when it's not, and when you do it's a face plant. Not, you can easily face plant. And that's why having the railings at the side of stairs or maybe having those installed in areas of your home that maybe previously you didn't need some extra support, but at this point you do. We'll talk a little bit about grab bars and more in just a moment. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Docs in a Pod, and we're delighted to have you on board. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and our guest coming to us from Land Lakes, Florida, is Tara Kali. She is a nurse practitioner. Stick with us right here on Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. I'm Ron Aaron. Delighted to have you on board, Docs in a Pod. Where where should grab bars be? Grab bars. Um, one of one of the main areas is in the bathroom, where our patients take their showers. Um, we certainly like to try to keep our patients living in their own homes. So if you can take their existing bathroom setup 
and have them install grab bars that can either give them support while they're taking a shower or maybe help them get in and out of a shower that will prevent them from falling because when they're in the shower, it's even more of a risk of falling down because of just the wet environment. Um, the other place grab bars is next to their toilet. That, that's another spot, um, which brings me to another point, which is there, there are things like raised toilet seats that can be put into pa patients' bathrooms. We can install shower chairs so that they can keep their independence with bathing and showering. Um, also putting a non-slip surface in their shower, the either a bath mat that is non-slip and isn't going to budge or putting the, the little stickers that give a little more texture to the shower. One example of how dangerous a bathroom can be, those of us old enough to remember uh, John Glenn, the late astronaut and former Senator from the state of Ohio, slipped and fell in a bathroom uh, and, and suffered an injury that in 1970 kept him from running for Senate. He had to wait for a few years until he recovered. Uh, head injuries, uh, Tarek, can be very serious. Yes. Yeah, the, other, the other place that they had injuries, you know, I don't think we think about a lot is that a lot of times my senior populations will have these wonderful, big, beautiful high beds in their room. So, you know, these high beds in the morning when you're trying to get out of them and you're a little loopy anyway, that's just a setup for a fall. It's a total complete setup for a fall. And even climbing into the bed, if you lose your footing, it is, is it, so we, we also need to evaluate the everyday furniture we have in our home. Is it still appropriate for me? Do I need to make some modifications so I don't fall trying to get in and out of bed or on and off of a chair that I used to sit on all the time? And Tara mentioned commodes. I know they make a commode that sits higher. You can get a, a seat that's higher, but if you need to replace a toilet, anyhow, uh, ask for one and get one that sits higher. Does that make it easier to get up? Yes, that can, that can make it easier for our patients. Um, another, another thing some patients might have is a, a bedside commode. Maybe they're at home recovering from an injury and they're not able to get all the way to their bathroom in the middle of the night, but having something at the bedside along with their walker or cane allows them that independence to recover at home and not fall. Uh, what and, world is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Dr. Perry. I was going to ask about folks who are uh, initially embarrassed about using a cane or a walker. Yes, there, there is a lot of hesitance for the older patient to start using a cane or a walker. Well, they say to you, hey, it makes me look old. <laughs> right. That, that is true. But I, I can tell you I've had patients that have had very severe injuries from falling. And when they look back on that injury, they probably wish that they had been using a cane. I, I had one lady that, you know, she's waiting to get surgery, you know, one side of her body and she wasn't using an assistive device and she, she fell waiting for that and had to have something else done in the meantime. So that certainly makes people feel even older when they have multiple injuries. 
And Tara, what role do you think that exercise and core strength plays in fall prevention? Exercise is extremely important. Um, the exercise keeps the muscles strong. It, it maintains the, the flexibility and balance that people have. It prevents people from going backwards as far as their activity level. And exercise doesn't have to be really intense. It can be as simple as having somebody, you know, get used to getting up and down from a chair comfortably yes. or being able to just maintain their their home by, you know, regaining the mobility to be able to cook their own meals and take their own shower without having to rely on family. Let me tell you, Tara, the, the senior center next door to my facility has a yoga classes, chair yoga classes for the seniors. And my great aunt, who's 82, started going to them. And of course, everyone's on a chair at first. But after a month, she graduated from her chair. And she was so proud because she was able to go to Ross, buy a yoga mat. And she's like, baby, I don't need the chair anymore. Because she felt confident, comfortable enough, and her core was strong enough where she can get up and down without feeling like she was unsteady. I think after that testament, I was like, oh, I'm sold. Like, I'm going to tell all of my seniors. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, and Tara, I want to talk more about injuries. Uh, when you fall, often we think of a head injury or, or a broken hip. What else can happen to you? Um, well, with, with falls, a lot of our patients are on blood thinners. So they can have very severe bleeds and, or they can have, you know, bruising, um, a lot of the injuries may be hidden and they, they're not really apparent. So that's why we do want patients to let us know if they've fallen and we ask them at every visit. Um, a lot of patients have low bone density from different conditions they have. Um, it's really important that, that we ask every patient about the falls because a lot of patients don't really want to admit to that. And if we, if we open up the lines of communication, they certainly will let us know so that we can give them the assistance. And do you find that the caregiver or the spouse will drop a dime on them if they don't bring it up? Hey, John, you need to tell the doctor about the fall yesterday. Yes. Oftentimes we, we learn a lot about our patient if they if they bring that family member along with them, and um, I think sometimes the patients think, well, it wasn't a big deal. I'm fine, and next time they may not be fine. So that's where talking about it at every visit for our seniors is so important. Yeah, Dr. Perry, you had an ear-to-ear -ear smile when I mentioned the caregiver dropping a dime on their care recipient. Oh, my goodness. The caregivers drop so many dimes on the recipients. <laughs> and I'm sure it's like that in Tara's practice, too. And it's it, a lot of times it's the spouse. And like you said, it's like, John, you're, you're, stop. Just let me talk now. And then Betty kicks in and she tells the whole story. So a lot of times we know. And it's important also that Betty or John tell us, you know, before you fail, was there any chest pain, shortness of breath, heart palpitations? 
because you might not have fallen because you like that throw rug on your floor. You may have fallen because you had a near syncopal episode and Tara and I need to investigate that. So as much information as you can give your clinician as possible is appreciated. When, when somebody falls and, and goes to the ER, uh, is that information played back to their PCP? Well, if yes, and for the most part, and that's how the system is supposed to work. The system in which Tara and I work, it does work like that beautifully. And so the PCP then has an opportunity to follow up on it and say, you know, do you need resources like from the city to help your house, house be more fall safe? Um, do I need to work up? Was that really a syncopal episode? And do I need to work it up? Or do I need to just tell you, stop taking Benadryl, hun? It's not for you. Let me give you something for your allergies. Absolutely. Um, we, we have so many different things that we can offer our patients. And if we know about it, which generally our health system lets us know about people's visits to the ER, um, we can give people options. Sometimes people don't even know what the resources are that are available to them. Um, I, can, I can go visit a patient in their home if if they're not sure, like, is my home safe or not? We can go visit. We can order physical therapy for our patients. We well, that's really a good point. I got to stop you right there. We are flat yeah. out of time. And Tara Kalish, nurse practitioner, Wilmot Atlanta Lakes, thank you. Very important and informative program. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks. Thank you so much. And for our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, as always, great to have you with us, Tamika. And thanks to all of you for listening to Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron.